As we continue the month of June, we're going to continue talking about sleep. But before we get started, Dr. Jeff, what is in your glass? I have moved on from my smoothie and my coffee, and now I'm just sticking to water. I've got some fresh lemon in there to make it a little bit tastier, so I drink more. And so the goal is, this is actually my son's bottle, so it's a, it's a, a bigger bottle, but grab the wrong one this morning. That'll do. So I just have to refill it more often. So anyway, Dr. Bob, what's in your glass? Plain old water as well. Just I'm nothing, nothing flavored or anything in it. Just water with H2O. Gotcha. We have a special guest with us, a good friend of mine. This is, um, uh, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but first, um, Lauren, what is in your glass? So I am a big uh, tea drinker. So um, every morning I really enjoy a chai latte, um, but then I switch to um, a green kind of herbally uh, type tea that I make with cold brew. So, um, but also, yes, it tastes good and makes me drink more of it. So. Gotcha. Um, so yes, I'm Dr. Lauren Heyer. I am um, Jess and I, Dr. Jess and I go way back to our college years um, where we worked on our senior research project together. So we've known each other a good many years, um, but currently I am a pediatric orthopedic surgeon uh, with Shriners Children's in Greenville, South Carolina, um, and do mostly lower extremity work. Yeah. So that is my background. I'm also the mom to two uh, vibrant um, boys that are three and five years old. So, um, my day job gets over only for my, uh, nighttime mom job to begin. So life is full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. So our boys are very similar in age. So, uh, so I almost, I almost said your, um, maiden name when I was about to like introduce you. I'll just say my, uh, my college nickname. That's how you're my phone. And so takes some getting used to. So, um, yeah, it still kind of stumbles out that, you know, we get married and change names and things like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so in this episode, what we're talking about is sleep. And we've talked about sleep, um, in the previous episodes this month in reference to adults and how important sleep routine is and physiologically the benefits of sleep and how sleep really much improves how our bodies function neurologically, our immune systems, everything else. But what we really haven't covered is sleeping kids. And so the reason why we have Dr. Hire on is that not only is she a physician, so she like kind of gets physiology, uh, but then she's got the like real struggles of like, how do we get kids to sleep consistently and have them actually kind of wake up and starting their day to like function at their highest level. And it's not this like, oh yeah, like we go to bed every single night at the same time and we wake up every single morning at the same time and our circadian rhythms are exactly perfect and in sync. Because you know what happens? Like, you know, people get sick or like something really cool is going on or like someone's visiting or you're traveling. There's like every single obstacle that comes up. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes there's just like creative ways that we can still kind of help kiddos function and um and and not be so black and white but be okay with the gray and so as long as we're trying and we have intention uh then i think for the most part it all kind of works itself out so i don't know if you would agree with that dr Heyer. <laughs> I, 
I would totally agree with that. Um, I think the the two words that come to mind that are a little bit of an oxymoron when I think about sleep in my children is a flexible routine. <laughs> so let me go into that flexible because um, as a physician and a dual working household, um, our, no two days are exactly alike. Um, so I need my children to be able to adapt to my schedule. Sometimes mommy comes home at four in the afternoon. Sometimes mommy doesn't come to home until seven. And I, um, I really, um, uh, I really covet that time with them in the evenings because that's really the only time that I have with them. Um, and so I want them to be somewhat decent human beings. Um, but then I think routine is also, um, is also key um, that when bedtime does happen, we have pretty much the same routine. We brush our teeth, we read stories, we say our prayers, we sing silly songs and then we go to bed. Um, and so um, I, um, I, I've never been one for a strict routine. Um, I've been more of a flexible routine that you will go to bed um, but and bedtime will look the same, but bedtime may happen just a little bit different times. And I think that allows um, us to have a little bit more adventurous lifestyle as, as much as you can with a three and a five-year-old that, um, you know, sometimes that looks like we're going camping um, and I still expect you to go to sleep or we're going to grandma's and I still expect you to go to sleep. Um, uh, and so those are, those are things that I, in my family that we've incorporated. Yeah. And I think I, I agree with something very similar where there's not necessarily like bedtime is at this number, uh, you know, so like, you know, sometimes it's like everything in the world has to end because like this specific time has, has come and it makes it feel like, you know, that FOMO comes into place. Like, you know, because they're like, no, I don't want to go to bed. Like this is still going on. That's still going on. And so I think having that ability to kind of teach them how to pivot and say like, here's the deal. Like tonight we are going to stay up a little bit later because this is going on. And so then you still don't want to get them so riled up that they can't like then settle to fall asleep. So then the routine is still there. So, you know, like brush teeth, you know, we do warm showers before bed. Um, we've got, um, what's it called? Like the sound machine, you know? Yeah, that's too. Yeah. yeah. That kind of key, the cues, cues like bedtime has started. <laughs> so Exactly. Like the dim lighting, like all of that still helps to incorporate, even though like the time has shifted um, and knowing full well, if the time has shifted, that wake up might still be the same time in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I think, I, you know, I think sleep is, is highly important in all of us, but especially in our children, because uh, not only um, like, well, all of them is growing um, minds um, slash brain and body, and, and hopefully they are maturing as little souls too. Um, and I think sleep is when a lot of that maturation happens. Um, and so, um, so I think most everybody knows that children need um, several hours more sleep than, than us adults, I think. Um, and I haven't, forgive me, I haven't uh, listened to all of the most recent episodes from you guys, but, um, you know, I think most adults need eight-ish hours of sleep, give or take, but, or mostly more give than take. Um, hopefully, hopefully we're aiming to get eight hours, but, um, you know, young children like babies, um, uh, like neonates, they sleep gosh, probably almost, almost 20 hours a day, you know, 18 to 20 hours a day. And then, uh, and then it still cycles. Um, and I think, uh, it goes in a rhythm that when a child's experiencing more growth and they need more sleep. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I agree with everything, everything you've said, just that, um, just to, in order to have, um, 
that more flexible lifestyle like that our children um, need need to have. Yeah, it's not really a number. It's it's a as far as like what time they necessarily go to bed. Um, but it's that they you know eventually like we're going to go to bed and we're going to get some good sleep. So. Mm-hmm. When I think about it, I know like how I feel when I don't get sleep. So imagine um, a child with a growing body with everything else going on, um, just needing that little extra and then being a little grumpy if they don't get that sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know I'm grumpy <laughs> when I'm tired and stuff. So Absolutely. And their little bodies. And you gotta think like so much is happening in a child's body. Like their growth plates are open. And so their bones are expanding. Like their brains are just like, I mean, the amount of development that's happening in the brain is insane. Their Mm -hmm. immune systems are like learning rapidly what to do. So like the the time that they are sleeping really does need to be quality. Uh, It needs to like have like a, a place where they feel safe. Their bodies can actually relax and get that those consecutive REM cycles. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this is why kids, you know, when they're young, still require naps, because they still need the allotted amount of time where they're, they're getting that rest. And so as they get older, um, they don't, they don't need those naps anymore, they can get the amount of time just overnight. Um, But I do think like, if you're noticing that, it seems like, oh, my kid doesn't need a nap, but if they're getting real cranky in the afternoon, or just a bit of a bear, like, Oftentimes they might actually need a nap. They might have they in a growth spurt. They yeah, might- I think uh, I think kind of just like our American society is always wanting to like push things. You know, there's this like Einstein preschools, like let's make your kid a genius um, before the age of five, <laughs> and um, and so I think sometimes sleep gets drug into that this hurry cycle. Mm-hmm. just a hurry culture um and so um that's something that um sometimes I get some raised eyebrows but my five-year-old still most of the time like I'd say five out of seven days a week gets an afternoon nap um and then and we've been just as a dual working family that's something actually we've been really slow to let go of because when he gets that nap and then we come home he actually is a decent you know has gotten uh, at least one REM cycle of sleep and is a decent human being for us when we get home. So then it makes dinner time a little bit more enjoyable. We do tend to have a later bedtime than some of my other mom friends of similar age kids. Uh, but I'm okay with that because I think we have, um, we get the balance um, and the reward of having um, a five-year-old who is much more pleasant to interact with than he's on his very last uh, very last thread and has nothing left to give us. So, um, So yeah, I think sometimes I agree with you, Jess, that um, yeah, as they get older, eventually they'll transition to the all nap, t- all all nighttime um, uh, restful time. Um, but uh, you know, um, I, I think I think um, historically kids napped in the afternoons older. It's been more probably in the last I would guess maybe ten to twenty years of this push of like pushing them out of a nap um, at that four and five year age or earlier even sometimes um, mm-hmm. as part of just our kind of uh, Cold moving uh, cultural move towards earlier maturation um, right yeah and I agree with that because like it it's not every weekend that our five-year-old will still take a nap our three or two and a half year old almost three-year-old um he definitely does mm-hmm. I will say but we take a rest in the afternoons mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so I'd say like we just kind of see because like sometimes with the rest he's out I mean out mm-hmm. cold and then mm-hmm. other times it's just a nice rest, 30 minutes, and then he's ready to go again. Um, so yeah. we give him that time to see what his body needs. Because uh, if you ask him in the middle of like playing outside, hey, yeah, <laughs> you need a nap? <laughs> like, no. But if we come in, 
we take a shower after playing outside, everything relaxed, you know, come back in. And then, I mean, he'll be out cold. And I'm like, well, good thing we, we offered it. Uh, Cause like his yeah. body needed that. Uh, and we just kind of yeah. don't realize what we need sometimes. Yeah. And I love choices. I'm a big fan. Uh, um, I know we're primarily talking about children and sleep, but I think, um, I think uh, you make better choices when you have, when you get sleep. But I think um, back to just like trying to raise, not just a young boy, but raise hopefully a young man one day or, 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 or you know, a mature adult. Um, I think some of that has to come in, you know, uh, starting a little bit earlier, of just like giving them choices. Like you do not have to, your body does not have to go to sleep, but you can choose whether you, whether you sleep or whether you rest, but those are, your, you know, that, that is your choice right now where you're resting and you can choose whether you rest quietly or whether you rest in a sleep, uh, you know, you, your body chooses to go to sleep. But I think trying to give our kids a little bit of choice around that matter makes the resistance um, less. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a friend and every day her girls and they're old uh maybe first grade so first grade in kindergarten or first grade in like last year preschool and they every day they have like an hour that's the two of them in the middle of the day they have to go each to their own room and she doesn't care what they do they can sit and read they can take a nap but she calls it their quiet time and like their relaxing time and they have to just go chill for a little bit and then everybody gets up and continues on. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was such a great because the kids can then choose what they do they just can't be rambunctious in their rooms like something yeah and if um and if uh as most kids are super rambunctious all the time just giving them that quiet time to um to be still um it, it's just so necessary for them just to have a moment their bodies just need to come down their heart rates need to slow um and then they really can go back to their activity with full full force yeah mm-hmm. And there's like, I see a huge change in mood and demeanor and everything else. If that nap was actually needed, uh, you're like, oh, wow, like <laughs> come come out of that. And it's just like whole new person uh, mm-hmm. versus just the rest was needed. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think I think all of that is just good. I think to have like some awareness as parents to say like, wait, their bodies are actually going through a lot. And um, especially if they're in a growth spurt or, you know, fighting a little bit of something or a lot of something, right? Um, Anytime there's even a little bit of extra demand, like they're going to need more rest. And so what that looks like is, you know, potentially naps, potentially do start the nighttime routine a little bit early if you're noticing behavior changes. Like, man, like you're crying at the drop of a dime, like what's going on? So maybe we do need to start relaxed time in our house, we call it relaxed time early all the lights go off you know everything starts into like it's not loud anymore you know we watch like one show then we do teeth brushing you know everything just kind of eases in but sometimes we need to start relax time a little bit early and forego something else um if behavior is coming out because that's normally how we see it in our houses is behavior um they don't yeah. want to be bad kids they typically don't want to be bad they're not they're not trying to make bad choices they're just so dysregulated um typically because of overtired so yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I think I would add one more thing to um, not just a growing skeleton, which um, just as an aside, we think most of a child's growth happens when they are sleeping or at rest, um, just due to the nature of the growth plate, like when they're constantly running and pounding on their growth plates, it's not a really good time for a growth plate to try to grow. Um, but when they're um, finally laying down and at rest, we feel like that's when uh, children tend to grow. Um, but I would also say um, right before a new milestone is achieved, uh, like just take like riding a bike, for example, um, like we're trying, 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 trying. And it's just like, he just can't quite put it together. 
he takes a nap, he comes out, he rides his bike. It's just amazing what the brain can do um, if just given the time uh, to rest and put all the pieces together. It's almost like they practice it in their brain um, when they're sleeping and then they wake up and they can put it all together. It's amazing. So yeah. yeah. I love that you use that example. That is the exact example that happened at our house this weekend. So like we were practicing our two wheel bike and it was like, you know, we started with like both of us were like helping push him on the bike and, you know, like scared, all of that. And then we got to just like one person, person, but always holding on. And then, you know, and we had rest in the afternoon. I did a bunch of meal prep and then he got back up and he said, I'm ready. Aww. I was like, to ride your bike is <laughs> I'm ready. I was like, right now? He goes, yeah. <laughs> so I ran alongside once and he said, let go. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Then, get in the way of that. That's awesome. Boom. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I love it. It was like, but we just took that rest. Hey, take your quiet time. I got to get some stuff done. Your brother's napping. Um, and came back out just like, all right, that's what I needed. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's talk maybe just a little bit about um, what if you feel like your child's not sleeping well. Um, and so the anecdote in my house is um, I was all the way in my bedroom and I could hear my at the time four-year-old snoring. And it wasn't just like a little snore. It was just like loud snores. Um, and, and and it was like it had, you know, it was it was a progression like, you know, didn't really notice it. I noticed a little bit when he was two and then it just seemed to be getting worse. Um, so we finally took him to the uh, you know, this being a physician, I peeked in his mouth. Uh, let me just be clear. Like I just do bones mostly. So I know a little bit about the other stuff and then a lot about bones. Um, but, uh, you know, peeked in his mouth. I'm like, oh my goodness, those tonsils are huge. I don't know how any air is getting in and out. Um, you know, took him to the ENT and, and she agreed. Uh, it, I would say, um, uh, my encouragement to the parents out there would be that if you feel like your child is not sleeping well, despite routine, despite um, all these other things, that, that might those are situations where um, be their advocate. They can't voice to you saying like, "Oh, I slept terribly last night. I feel like I'm not breathing." You know, they can't. They they're not able to articulate that. Um, but if you have concerns, those are things to raise to your pediatrician um, and, and and work up further. We ended up getting his tonsils and adenoids out, and I would say within like two weeks after that, it was like we had a new kid because he was finally resting uh for the for the first time uh and it kind of coincided with um actually being able to potty train at night too um that his brain was finally getting the rest he needed and his uh bedwetting went down dramatically so um that's awesome yeah when in doubt ask for help you know if something feels wrong like if it doesn't feel like it's right like keep pushing until you get you know, solutions and answers. Yeah. yeah. I, I know you guys have had some sleep medicine, um, uh, uh, medical personnel, um, on here. Um, but, uh, that would, that would be my other encouragement too, is like that might, you know, if you're not getting where you need to with your pediatrician, maybe just ask for, um, a sleep medicine referral to have your child evaluated. Um, the instance of, um, obstructive sleep apnea is, 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 uh, is still pretty high. And I think it's, um, understudied um so we don't really know like how many kids are actually affected um but uh the incidence is much higher than we probably would think it would be in little kids so um that would be my encouragement to the parents out there is yeah when in doubt ask for help yeah i love it awesome 
Well, uh, Dr. Heyer, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, sleep and kids is just something that we don't want to like ignore. So we want to make sure we highlight it and and show that there are all sorts of different struggles, but that's okay. So every everything's going to be something you're just going to kind of have to work work with it, figure out what works for your house, for your routine, and know that like as long as you're trying, like things will progressively get better. So. All right. Well, stay tuned because we've got more information coming up later. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you would like to learn more about how Two Gals can support you, then join our Two Gals Insiders membership, which can be found at www.2-gals.com. Also, don't forget, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook as well as Instagram. Okay, everybody. Bye. Enjoy your week.